Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed begins a brand new series of talks called, What Would Jesus Say to? We'll be looking at the potential conversations Jesus would have if he sat down with celebrities like Tiger Woods, Donald Trump, Joe Rogan, and more. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. You know, what if I talk about someone who is like synonymous with golf? What if I talk to you about someone who is the goat when it comes to golf? What if I talk to you about someone when you just use his first name? It's like everyone knows it. So on one hand, this guy is famous. He's as famous as you can be. He's won 82 PGA events, five masters. But on the other hand, he's infamous. The indiscretions, the, the injuries, the infidelities, the, the, the pain he's gone through, it's like, it's like none other. I'm talking about Tiger Woods. And I thought, what would Jesus, our resurrected Lord, say to Tiger Woods? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's presumptuous. How do you know what Jesus would say to Tiger Woods? Good question. Jesus talked to a lot of different people. He talked to large groups, he talked to small groups, and he talked one-on-one with just a wide range, a kaleidoscopic range of people. And he talked to some people back in the day who were sort of like Tiger Woods in that culture. If Jesus were to talk to Tiger Woods, I think he would probably meet him on the golf course, don't you? And maybe they would play a round of golf together. I think the first thing that Jesus would say to Tiger Woods is this. He would say, Tiger, I want you to know I love you and you matter to me. You know, I've studied about the life of Tiger and I know a little bit about his dysfunctional family, his his domineering dad who sort of forced him to play golf, his mom who was so hurt and damaged by his father's infidelities. I think maybe, just maybe Tiger, because everything is about performance in his life, I I think maybe Tiger, because of his family of origin, because of his daddy issues, 
is probably trying to perform to hear the words he didn't hear growing up. You matter to me. I love you. So I believe Jesus would say, Tiger, play for an audience of one. I love you. And all we have to do is look at the empty cross and the empty tomb, and we see this love that's so large, that's so massive, that's so eternal, that's so also mysterious, that our, that our brains can't even really understand the mystery of it. As we look at the cross, we see our sin. And Jesus would probably say that to Tiger. I mean, he might say, Tiger, look at your moral scorecard. Doesn't look that great. Mine doesn't look that great either. Yours doesn't either. Now, now God does say, if we can play perfect golf, he says this, perfect golf, then we can get in to heaven. Perfect. But one errant shot, one missed putt, and we're in serious trouble. Because the Bible says, and Jesus would explain this to Tiger, the payment of sin is death. God loves us so much. He's so holy. He's so just. He can't even glance or wink at sin. Sin had to have a payment. So God is the initiator of this plan and, and man couldn't pay for man's sins because man is a sinner. A sinner can't pay for a sinner. It had to be God. So Jesus, being God, became a man, fully God, fully man, again, something that our little brains can't, can't really understand. He lived this perfect life, died on the cross for the sins of the world. I mean, you're talking about love. Something we don't deserve. I don't deserve it on my best day, nor do you. And everything was initiated by God. So God rescued you from himself, for himself, and by himself. God. That's how much you're loved by God. However, sin had to have a payment. Who was the payment? Jesus. God poured out his justice, his wrath, his judgment on Jesus. On the cross, God treated Jesus like you and me so he could turn around and treat you and me like Jesus. That's love. Irrational. Unconditional. One of a kind love. Tiger, that's, that's the love. So Jesus would say, Tiger, I died on the cross for your suffering and pain. Tiger, you live and we live here. I'm, I'm with you here on this golf course in a broken world. I'll be with you in suffering, with you in pain. Buddhism or any of the other world religions can't compete because the other world religions are man taking initiative to God. Christianity is totally different. It's God saying, I love you. I love you so much. Look at the cross. Look at the empty tomb. I think something else Jesus would say to Tiger, he would say, 
watch out for the trap of success. I mean, Tiger, you are successful, obviously, in a worldly way. You're worth over a billion dollars and you have these endorsements and, and you can travel whenever and wherever, any woman you want, bam. Any fun fix, bam. Tiger knows that pleasure and possessions and trophies don't satisfy. He knows. And, and I, I doubt anyone here has the bandwidth that Tiger does to go after things like he's done. I, I think about Solomon. Solomon had way more stuff and way more popularity than Tiger. And Solomon took a free fall 40 years into stuff like we can't even imagine. And at the end of his 40 year swan dive into the cesspool of rebellion and everything the world had to offer, here's what Solomon said. Remember the Lord in the days of your youth. So I think Jesus would say, Tiger, your life is before you. Yeah, you're in your, what, you're 47 years old? I mean, that's great, but your life is before you. Beware of the temptation of success. And his, his failures and fumbles have, have been front and center, haven't they? Here's what Tiger said in an interview about, about his life. He said, I felt that I'd worked hard my entire life and deserved to enjoy all the temptations around me. I felt I was entitled. And thanks to money and fame, I didn't have to go far to find them. I've not been true to my values and the behavior of my, that my family deserves. I've let down my family. I regret those transgressions, interesting word choice there, with all of my heart. Tiger Woods. Temptation after temptation, the trap of temptation. I'm sure Jesus would say, you know, Tiger, when things are going great after the big deal, after the game, after the, 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 the successful lesson in the school, after the sermon, we're more susceptible to temptation. But here is the wonderful news. You know, Texas is a land of trucks, right? We got half ton, three quarter ton, one ton trucks. The Bible says God will never put on our frame more than we can handle by his grace and power because, he would tell Tiger, the moment we receive Christ, he puts the person of the Holy Spirit into our lives. I'm talking about the ultimate caddy. You know what a caddy is? I mean, caddies, well, yeah, they, they, they coach golfers. Hey, Tiger, let me see. Why not a pitching wedge in this situation? It's about 90 yards. The green's going to break right to left. So he hears that, and he does that. A mulligan is... I mean, great golfers don't take mulligans. It's like, I messed that shot up. You turn to your, to your friends, hey, can I take a mulligan? That means a do-over, and it's not gonna go on the scorecard. Hey, hey, Tiger, Jesus would say, I'm the God of a mulligan. I'm the God of forgiveness. I'm the God of a complete and total do-over 
and makeover. That's how much you matter to me. And beware, tiger, of these traps of success because here's what God does. God allows us to worship who we want to. We have a freedom of choice. And a tiger is worshiped pleasure. He is worshiped possessions. He's worshiped fame and fortune. He's worshiped performance. I think Jesus would look at him and say, How, how's that going for you? Tiger, you still have a hole in your heart, but I can give you a hole in one if you'll invite me in. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We started Fellowship Church 32 years ago and we lived in a rent house. And this rent house in the early days of fellowship was infested by rats. Rats are smart. They were eating our food. I mean, they were so giant at night, I think they rearranged our furniture. They were that big. <laughs> so I bought some rat traps, did the you know ubiquitous cheese. These things were, were so wise. We hear them go off at night, pop, pop, pop. No rats. So my wife goes, honey, I'll tell you what's gonna work. I'm thinking like, oh, you know, guys, when they're, cause we're like the hunter gatherers, right? She goes, I'll tell you what'll work. You get a tortilla, cause we're in Texas, and you break it off, put a little peanut butter on there. And she said, I think it might stick to the rats, like big old teeth and whiskers, and we can capture and kill the rats. I tried everything else. I said, all right, okay. So we got the tortilla, put the peanut butter on it. I called it the tortilla of death. Death. <laughs> Set the rat traps. I'll never forget it. Side by side, three of them in our pantry. Go to our bed, turn out the lights. We're lying there that quick. Bop, bop, bop. Rent in there. Open the pantry door. Three monsters. And I swear to you, because we're in church, they have peanut butter on their whiskers. <laughs> Be careful of the traps of success. That's why it's so vital, Jesus would say to Tiger, to surround yourself with the right people. Jesus dealt with temptation. Again, after his spiritual high point, he knows 
He'll never allow us to get into a situation he won't give us the power to get out of. I think Jesus would also say, hey, Tiger, I, I like your focus, man. I like, your, I like your drive. I gave that to you. And Tiger is, man, he is a focused dude, isn't he? I think he would also say this, and this might surprise some people. He would say, Jesus, I'm talking about, would say, I like your competitiveness. What? Jesus competitive? Are you kidding me? He's more competitive than anyone here, any professional athlete, any businessman or businesswoman. Jesus is more competitive. How do you know that? Well, just think about the Bible. I will have no other gods before me. I am a jealous God. But see, God's jealousy is not this petty jealousy like we have. Oh, girl, look at her, you know. <laughs> oh, man, is that a Rolex she has on? Must be nice. No, no, not like that. No, 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 not like that. God does not want us to waste our one and only life. God does not want us to waste our worship. And I believe Jesus would look at Tiger and say, Tiger, you're made, you're hardwired to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Don't waste your life. So I gotta ask you, who are you worshiping? We worship all sorts of things, physiques, we worship money, we worship you know, tangible items, we worship fame, and, and, and they're very alluring. And, and in and of themselves, they're not all bad, but we have to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I think the last thing he would say, I think Jesus would say, Tiger, I want to invite you to join my golf course Literally. I mean, you've played at the best golf courses in the world, but the course I have for you, unbelievable. I talked to a guy, I guess it was about six weeks ago, and I found out he was a member of Augusta National, which might be the most exclusive golf course in the world. I asked him, I said, well, and just, I know this is kind of a dumb question, but hey guys, don't ever be afraid to ask dumb questions. Oh yeah, next week, do you know what I'm talking about? What would Jesus say to Donald Trump? It's gonna be huge. <laughs> My friend, going back to him, I'm a little bit ADD, you can tell. My friend said, uh, you, don't, you don't ask to join Augusta. What? He goes, no, no, if you ask to join, you'll never join. And I'm thinking, how in the heck do you join then? He said, they have to ask you. Tiger, Jesus would say, I'm asking you. I'm inviting you into a personal relationship with me. You're all about victory, Tiger. Hey, the ultimate victory, victory over sin and shame and suffering and pain. Victory over the grave. We serve a risen savior, man, that's victory. Mulligans, I mean mulligans, mulligans, mulligans and more mulligans. You live forever in heaven, tiger, because everybody is gonna live in one of two places forever. So accept this 
invitation. The course is awesome. But again, you got the caddy telling you how to live, telling you how to negotiate the maze of life, teaching you what to say, what not to say, where to go, where not to go. When you win the masters, you get the green jacket. I wanna get a green jacket. Have you ever seen those green jackets? That's like, that means you won the masters. And all these golfers talk about, you know, you can talk about the money, the prize, whatever. It's about the green jacket. So the moment we become followers of Christ, the Bible says we're clothed in Christ. So I gotta ask you, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? We're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. So when God sees you and me, if we've received Christ, he doesn't see our moral scorecard that's all messed up. He sees the righteousness of Jesus, the fact that we're clothed in Christ. Well, a lot of people are believers, but some here are kind of faux believers. We live in the belt buckle of the Bible belt. Some people here, I mean, you think you're a Christian, but you're not. You're like, ha, ha, ha. You throw the coat over your shoulder. I'm just a casual Christian, eh? <laughs> I'm a big fan of Fellowship Church. I come on Easter and Christmas. I'm a Christian. Now and then I'll just drop, you know, maybe $100 to the offering plate. <laughs> I'm just casual. It's a casual thing, you know. If something better comes up, which it usually does on Sundays, I'll, I'll do that. But now and then, you know, <laughs> it's casual. Others of us, and this is very popular here, pimp Jesus. We take the coat, work on our pimp limp. Oh, I can do it, man. Turn the collar up. And we try to use Jesus. If I have enough faith, I'll get this or get that. And if I have enough faith, so we think Jesus is our messenger boy. Hmm. Then we have, oh yeah, a lot of people do this, reverse Jesus. I'm talking about the quintessential hypocrite. Now, we're all technically hypocrites, but just work with me, okay? You know, we wear, we wear them and people are like, man, I thought that guy was a Christian. No, I mean, you're living like hell. But then when you go to church or the right people come into your life and you've got to close that deal. Oh, oh yes, I'm a believer. I, 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 hmm. And then we have another popular one, fire insurance Jesus. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wrap him around my waist. Something bad happens. I mean, I get into a financial situation <laughs> or my marriage is on the rocks or whatever. I, I, I'm just, oh, then I'll, then it's my prayer, church, that this Easter we put on the robe of righteousness, that we're clothed in the green jacket, the victory, the forgiveness, the power, the strength of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we're playing his course and we're listening to the Holy Spirit who guides and directs us. Because what Jesus would say to Tiger Woods is the same thing he would say to you. 
thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues this series, What Would Jesus Say To?, where we imagine a conversation between Jesus and one of the most famous figures of our time, Donald Trump. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. We hope you and your family have a happy new year.